a doula who had her very own free birth after four hospital births. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Doula podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I welcome Brianna, a birth doula and childbirth educator who loves educating women and helping them discover their strength and autonomy in childbirth and motherhood. In her personal time, Brianna is a homeschooling mom of five. Yes, five, which literal goals, <laughs> who loves the outdoors and holistic living. It was through her own birth and motherhood experiences that Brianna came into the birth doula role and it's obvious she loves every part of it. I was so blown away by her entire story that I just couldn't hold it in. She truly is an inspiration and a great example as how birth is mostly mental. To go from four very different hospital births to a free birth at home with her family is powerful. But first, I want to share something I truly love with you all. If you're like me and love anything non-toxic, yet miss the joy in painting your nails, check this out. Poofy Organics has nail polish free of major toxins in so many different colors. They're safe for pregnant women and children, and I started using Poofy Organics when I was pregnant, and I still to this day, I, I'm obsessed with their nail polish. Anyone who knows me knows I've always been into nails. <laughs> I used to get them done, but I just don't trust anything like that. If I go and get a manicure, I'll bring my poofy polish, but I really prefer just doing my own manicures. I find it very therapeutic and a way to feel good, especially now being a mom. It's just like this simple little thing that makes me feel like a million bucks. My favorite colors are called Arsenic and Old Lace, which is like a glossy baby pink. It's very, very natural looking. So pretty. And my other one is Black is the New Black, which you guessed it, is black. <laughs> so like, if those don't sum up my two personalities. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like, I love black nail polish and I love like pale natural pink nail polish like literally those are my go-to and I love them I can't wait to add more to my collection because there's so many beautiful colors like such pretty blues which I love blue nail polish hot pink which is always fun in the summer there's just so many I can't even keep up like I lost count <laughs> but um I'll link the website in the description below it's verycatherine.poofyorganics.com. They have all kinds of stuff. We also get like our household cleaners from there. Um, all different things really. But I am obsessed with the nail polish. You know, especially when you try to not use anything toxic. You still got to have cute nails. <laughs> so be sure you're following me on Instagram. That's also linked in the description, the Pure Doula or the Pure Doula podcast. And let me know which color is your fave. So hang with me while I chat it up. This is the Pure Doula podcast. Let's get into it.
Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me today. Hi, Bannon. Of course. Can you hear me okay? I can, yes. Can you hear me all right? Yes, perfect. Okay, I'm excited because I know you kind of have a lot to touch on um, as far as how many births you're going to kind of talk about, right? Yeah, I thought I'd like briefly go over the first four and then talk mostly about the free birth. Awesome. Um, So before we get into that, why don't you just give like a little quick intro so the listeners can hear from you kind of like what you're all about and who you are and all that. Hello? Brianna? I'm can still you hear me? I can hear you. I'm not sure. Did I mess something up? Can you hear me now? Yes, that's perfect. Okay. okay. <laughs> I unplugged the microphone. I thought the microphone part would help, but it's just not helping. So I just unplugged it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm a mom of five and... Um, I got into birth work from doing all my, my own personal births and trying to figure out what was best for our family, what was best for me, and, you know, just coming into it from a very uneducated uh, place and then learning from each birth. And so that's kind of um, how I got where I am now. I have been a doula for about four years now, but it's kind of a passion. It's more like a passion job than anything else, but most of it is just, um, you know, I love birth. I enjoy. I enjoyed being pregnant, and I enjoyed birth myself, and um, and just wanted to share that joy and kind of how I came to love it, so that others don't have to feel like they have to suffer through birth because it doesn't have to be um, doesn't have to be that way. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, you know, just with society, sometimes it makes it seem like oh, pregnancy, oh, birth, oh, yeah. this, you know, and it's yeah. like. No, I promise. It's not like that. <laughs> very, very cool. So I love how um you kind of got into it from your own experience being pregnant and birth and everything, birthing um, and everything like that. That's kind of like this, a same story with me, how I got into it as well. And it really is like a passion. And um, when you really enjoy it, you know, it just it feels good to help other women. So- I feel like it also kind of like is good for the constant baby fever. <laughs> yes. Oh, I agree there. <laughs> like, oh, I just want all the babies, but I'll, I'll at least help you with your baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So mom of five, that is so inspiring and admirable. Um, so why don't you start off with baby number one, like how that all went for you? Yeah. So my first one was... Um, he was breech when he, when I was pregnant and he was breech for most of my pregnancy. He didn't really flip around. Um, and I was young. I had him probably about 22, I think. And he was breached throughout his whole pregnancy. And, um, at 38 weeks, the OB had said, okay, well, let's try to turn him. And, uh, it didn't really fully inform me looking back, you know, you notice everything in hindsight, uh, didn't right. inform me what that meant. All, all of it was just kind of, you know, we're going to try to, um, turn him around. And if it doesn't work, then we'll just go straight into a C-section and we'll deliver him. And I was like, mm. um, okay, sure. You know, I just, I don't know. I just think I was excited to see my baby and then just didn't yeah. think much about anything else. Um, so obviously, um, that didn't work. He, they tried to do the external version uh, twice. It didn't work and just rushed me in to have a C-section. And then he was born that same day. Um, 
And then it wasn't until afterward that I learned, you know, a whole bunch of stuff about like the microbiome and, you know, things that he missed out on in birth just through, you know, a quick C-section and not very much information. And then also being two weeks early, which um, when I look at the pattern of my births, all my babies were at 41 to 42 weeks. Most of them are 42 weekers. And so it's like he was almost four weeks early, you know, if I go on the basic basis of my body. Um, And so, you know, you live and learn. Then my second one, I waited and I waited and I was induced at 42 weeks and it, he was a quick induction. Luckily it came, um, within 12 hours. I think my body was ready for that. Um, but still another learning experience. I could have waited and I should have probably, if my body was that fast with induction, it probably would have had him naturally, um, within that next couple of days. Um, so that one was my second birth. Um, and then by the time I had my third baby, I was already learning more about birth. You know, why did I have to have a C-section? Why did I choose to have an induction? Why did these things just happen to me rather than me electing to do them or, um, you know, being, making more of a choice when it came to the birth, right? Yeah. So, really quick. Did you, your second birth, I'm sorry. Yeah. Forgive me if I missed this. Was that a V-back or did you induction again? It was a V-back. Yeah. So oh, I was well, able that's to have good though. Back. Yeah, it was. It was really great. Um it was pretty ideal other than, you know, a little bit of time on Pitocin and then having to do an epidural because of the Pitocin and then some tearing because of the pushing and not being educated on pushing safely with epidurals and things like that. So um, other than that, it was, I thought it was pretty successful. I walked away from that feeling like, yes, I was able to have this birth uh, vaginally and it was successful and there wasn't a lot yeah, of you know, that's trouble a win, with it. girl. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So when, when I got pregnant the third time, I was just, um, didn't, I don't like to have a lot of people around, you know, when I'm, when I'm birthing. And so when you're in a hospital setting, it's just like people everywhere in and out. And it's just a lot of movement. Um, and Mm. naturally I'm just a more private person, like calmer spaces, not so many people coming in and out, just like a quieter zone when I'm birthing. Um, so with my third one, I, just waited and waited. And I told my husband, I'm like, I don't want to go into the hospital right away. I just, this is not what I want to do. Um, and I ended up going into labor in the middle of the night and didn't, this was my first time actually feeling real labor. So I didn't really know what I was feeling as, is this it? This might not be it. This is, yeah. you know, it's supposed to get really bad, right? <laughs> you know, and you kept telling yourself, <laughs> the pain is supposed to be bad. And I was just, you know, kind of sleeping between the contractions and then the contraction would wake me up and I'd be in, you know, the contraction pain and trying to just relaxed through that because I was so tired. It was like two or three in the morning. Um, and then eventually they were getting so close together and I was sleeping through a lot of the in-between part. And my husband had said, you know, these are really close together. I think we need to go to the hospital. Um, so he called my mom over and she watched the other two while we went to the hospital. And sure enough, I had my daughter within 45 minutes of being in the hospital. So it was time. (laughs) It was time to go. Um, and you know, as beautiful as that sounds like waiting at home and going to the last minute, that was actually my only traumatic birth that I had because, uh, walking into the hospital, they just totally did not respect me as a person. Um, they treated me like I was crazy for waiting so long, uh, kind of, you know, I didn't know that I was waiting so long. Um, they just were really not respectful of my, my body and my choices and, you know, shoving my legs up into my chest to make me birth her. It was not the right position. She had, she was an OP baby. Um, Mm. I, w- I remember like screaming out because it was so painful and just asking for help. But it was just one of those moments where like you're in a lot of pain and you're responding to your body, but they're pushing you against your body. And so it was really 
you know, just traumatic and upsetting. And um, I didn't realize how upsetting and traumatic it was until, you know, much later looking back on that experience. But um, I just remember that being not being there very long, 45 minutes, she was born. And then like literally at that 24 hour mark, when the hospital releases you, I'm I'm going home. It may be 5am, but I'm going home right now. (laughs) So we love that's good quickly. I don't blame you yeah. <laughs> like running out the door after yeah. that you know yeah uh, and then with my we had another baby the fourth one and she was a very similar situation we moved um so it was a different hospital I didn't really know the area very well um, but again I waited at home and I got to the hospital and she was even quicker it was a 30 minute time in the wow. hospital before she was born and again a, another experience where although her birth wasn't painful it was like the nurses were so disrespectful and like did not respect any of the things I asked for. And if, you know, you go back and you look at the video of your baby being born, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what, you know, what is going on here? Like, and you're, when you're in pain or when you're birthing and you're just in another zone, right. Your, your brain does not function the same as you are Mm -hmm. when you're just, you know, on labor. Um, And so I guess going through those experiences, I thought, you know, at this time, I didn't even know what a doula was. I didn't know those things even existed. Like I didn't know that was a, an option to have. Um, so that was not, I, my support was just my mom and my husband and, and, uh, you know, they weren't much of an advocate for anything in that space. Well, it's just crazy how, um, how disrespectful and rude the hospital is when yeah. you show up, you know, that ready to give birth. Like, is it because they're just, you know, flustered and caught off guard and don't know how to act, you know, or right. like, are they insulted? Like, I don't understand why they would feel the need to act that way. It's just terrible. Yeah. Like, I feel like if anything, you should be um, celebrated. Like, yeah, right. they're all like, good job. Like you, you were able to do this all on your own, you know, like you're right yeah. there. Let's finish this off. And it's just sad that you had to deal with that twice. Right. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, even the little thing, like, um, you know, after you have your baby, you get up, you go to the bathroom. I was trying to go to the bathroom by myself. Um, and the, I remember the nurse like banging on the door. You need to let me in to help you go to the bathroom. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I am a grown woman and I can go to the bathroom and put my own underwear on by myself. Like, so right. like things like that where I don't need you standing there watching me pee. I mean, it's not easy for anybody to be watched while they're going pee. So like, I don't no. know. Uh, but things like as silly as that, right. That just, you know, kind of turned me off from that whole um, dynamic there in the hospital and really just for the need for somebody to be there to kind of help with that situation or because you can't it's very difficult to advocate for yourself and to talk through these things for yourself when you're recovering or when you're in pain it's just not realistic (laughs) so exactly yeah so then we had the fifth we um pregnant with the fifth and this time I was just like I am not going to the hospital again I don't need anybody's help (laughs) like at this point I had done this is now my fifth baby. I've done this. I've um, been educating myself for a few years on this. And I feel like I know this better. I had just uh, started a doula program. So I was like learning about all of that as well. And just felt really prepared and confident in my own body. And luckily, my husband is just very supportive of, you know, this is you are doing this, (laughs) like your body's doing this and whatever you're comfortable with and you want to do. And so he was very supportive of uh, free birthing, which was, you know, is not always the case. A lot of the time I hear mom saying like, oh, I'm not going to do a home birth because my husband's uncomfortable. Even if it is with a midwife or not, they're just like, no, they're afraid of, you know, whatever their fears are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have that to, to worry about this time, which was really nice. Um, so we got to do the free birth at home, which was just a totally different experience. Like 
completely opposite of anything I've ever experienced before. And it was just like very almost redemptive. And then just like a, an awakening of this is what birth is. This is what it can be for everybody. Um, it's, but you just have to want to access that part of your brain. Want to, want to have access to that part of your, um, your experience. You can't have that fear, right? Um, oh yeah. You have, to have that right me- mentality for it all. And that says a lot when you can um, share your stories and your experience. Like you had four births right. in a hospital. Each one was unique in their own way and different. And, you know, a standard hospitalized birth in its own, you know, like that many women experience. And to say like that your fifth free birth was just like the complete opposite of all of that. Like that is very powerful. And I feel like that's a really good message for a lot of expecting women to really like think about and sit on, you know? Right. Yeah. Like you can do this too, just because you had um, a traumatic one or a bad experience or things went wrong. How much of that was just you not feeling safe? How much of that was intervention? How much of that was, you know, whatever else was going on that maybe shouldn't have been going on in your birth space um, that changed everything. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, with birth, there's always risk. So I think that it was a big part of, of our choice to just really assess the risk. Like, was I willing to take the risk? Like, there's risk when you're in the hospital, too. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it was just being comfortable and confident in our decision um, and knowing that this is how our ancestors birthed. This is how mm-hmm. it was always like done before all these things happened. Um, right. So and if it really wasn't. Yeah. And if it wasn't like a safe effective like natural way it should be like none of us would be here (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) you know like all those doctors came from that you know like Mm -hmm. right yeah and it's just interesting to watch like how birth has changed over time and how it became medicalized why it became medicalized I mean we homeschool our kids too that's also kind of a fun thing too and so we get to choose what we learn and just learning about like the change in the world, the change in the medical system, the change in like how all these things happened, what came into play at the time and learning that as a family is just like, wow, this is why it is, you know, how it is today. And, you know, here are things that you don't really, you know, the average person doesn't know all of this. It's not taught in regular public schools. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to kind of invest in your, in your information. You know, what are you taking in? What do you know? Uh, What do you don't, what do you not know? (laughs) What should you try to, you know, kind of research a little bit more about? Yeah, because, um, I mean, I know when I was, like, starting, like, my doula journey and just, like, educating myself on everything, you know, we are in the age of information. It's easily accessible, but I was just blown away by how much we're not told as women about our bodies, about Mm -hmm. the whole process, about, like, everything. And what we are told is almost, like, the complete opposite or, like, not really the full truth of what it truly is right so yeah. I think that's great that like goals you homeschool like that's so cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you're you're giving them like actual truth you know like evidence-based like this is what it is right mm-hmm. but yeah. let me hear your um I want to hear your actual free birth yeah. story sorry <laughs> yeah no absolutely so. I don't mean to be like all over the place I'm just no like, everything great. you're saying is so exciting good I'm glad it resonates I I like sharing so it's great um so yeah we decided to free birth at home mostly because I just feel safer in my space um and I think that 
understanding that when you feel safe and you don't feel triggered and you don't feel that instinctual need to fight or flight, right. Um, that your body will birth a lot smoother. And so I had that kind of going on. I ended up, um, losing my, so he was about, he was also 42 weeks. He was two days shy of 42 weeks. So, uh, uh, gestation. And so the day before his birth, I lost my mucus plug and I remember just being like, oh, well, it's going to happen soon. And then that same day, I went over to one of my kids' sporting events. And we were, like, outside running around doing sporting events, even though I was close to it. It's just, it's going to happen. And when it happens, it'll be great. Yeah. Um, And so that was kind of my mindset through all of it. Like, no matter what stage of labor I was in, I was continuing. Like, my priority was to, like, continue my day as I normally would and not be so focused on just what's happening in my body. Mm. Um, so we woke up and I'm feeling a little bit more of like very light, early labor. Um, we make breakfast and I'm, we're all eating breakfast and going about our day, cleaning the kitchen, like doing all the normal things, um, gently, of course, not like running around or anything like that. And then I would just pause when there was a contraction and kind of move my body. However, it felt like it needed to be moved very instinctually, um, and not really having much understanding of where the baby was at this point in time, just in my pelvis or any of the movements that I needed to be doing, just doing what my body thought would feel best. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then as it got more intense, I kind of retreated more toward the back of the house and stayed in my bedroom area. And just, it just felt good to do that. I would walk up and down the halls um, as the contractions were happening. And I just remember telling myself to like push into the pain and not focusing so much on how much it hurt, but just more of like, here's my contraction and I'm going to push into that if it's going to encourage the baby to come down. Right. Mm. So if that meant like doing a deep lunge, because that's what felt like it was pulling the baby down, I was going to do a deep lunge. Even if there was a slight bit more pain, I was going to breathe through that, relax my body and lunge (laughs) into that. Um, And then just kind of following that same flow throughout the whole bit of labor um, until eventually, you know, you get to that point where you're like, you lose your inhibitions. You're just like, this is birth. <laughs> you know, you, you just start kind of going into that mental zone, um, of comfort and safety. And this happened all in the middle of the day. So it was about, he was born in the afternoon, but so in the middle of the day, just, which is, which is mostly rare. Most births are, you know, later in the evening and, um, oftentimes in when your day has settled down, but this was in the thick of the day. <laughs> so, I love it. And, and just let it keep going. Yeah. Um, which I think speaks a lot to like your mental, uh, your mental ability to just be mindful in the moment and not, and not let everything else take over and not be distracted or worried or scared. It just was total calm and peaceful. For sure. Um, and that whole, like, um, you were saying about moving, mm-hmm. instinct, like with your instincts, like letting that guide you on your movements and stuff, which I'm sure in the hospital with your other experiences, that was kind of like, um right stopped almost you know yeah it's like, like you get to the hospital you got to get in that bed because they got to monitor you for 20 minutes or 30 minutes whatever it is you got to get your labs run like it's just a very much like a freeze moment and that's why most laborers just pause at that moment but it's just like I didn't need any of that I don't you know you don't need any of that um mm-hmm. my body was doing what it was meant to do and it was working perfectly um eventually my water broke which in past cases um it didn't break until the very, very end, or it was broken for me um, mm. in labor. And so in this case, my water naturally broke at that time. I moved more to my bathroom and um, in the tub. We didn't do a water birth. I, I just stayed in the tub because it was um, easier cleanup, I guess, is what I felt like. We have a very big tub. 
So I was oh, fortunate nice. to have that. And <laughs> we just um, put a bunch of like, we had bought, you know, disposable type towels, like towels that we didn't care about. Right. So like dollar store towels. Yeah. And we put a bunch of them down in the tub. And so I had something softer to lay on, softer to kneel on basically as kneeling most of the time. Um, and just stayed in the tub once my water broke, because then it's just so much easier. And I would occasionally use the water to kind of the take the shower head and just use it on my belly or my back, whatever felt good. Um, but laboring there was comfortable. Um, mm. It was nice. And I was always on all fours during the middle stages of labor, just kind of moving side to side and letting the baby do its thing. Um, my kids, my husband were bringing me food, like snacks and water, um, and just checking on me here and there, but it was very much like, oh, mom's having her baby. It's okay. <laughs> like everyone's oh, fine. Um, I love that your children were like they there were. too, in it with you. Like, here's a snack. <laughs> yeah, it and, like, was not and aware of what it is, you know, and not like hidden or like, oh no, you, no, this is bad or mom's in pain, you know, like right. Mm-hmm. It was very awesome. I mean, I tell people will ask me, you know, oh, do you think it's okay if my kids are there? And I'm like, yeah, you know, everybody, every kid reacts differently. Some are like, oh, you're having a baby. Cool. I'm going to be over here watching a movie because I don't really care. (laughs) But some of them are just like, I'm going to be right here in it. I want to hold your hand. I want to watch. I want to, you know, give you a hug. And I had both of those um, types of kids. You know, some of them were right there just making sure I was okay. And some of them were like, I'm going to go watch TV because you're not here monitoring how much TV I'm watching. Like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking advantage of this. You know? Yeah. yeah so. That's funny. Oh, that's uh, so sweet. Yeah. So I think that the family center birth, it does a lot for your family as a whole. It does a lot for your kids to show them like that birth is totally natural. And they have that, this confidence when they choose to have children or their, you know, their partners have kids, whatever, whatever time in life they might be having kids, but just knowing that it doesn't have to be one specific way that you see on TV or that's preached to you in um, the medical system. But so we really value that whole bit. Um, and even now, the, I think that being in birth work, my kids are like, oh, okay, birth is, you know, birth is not a big deal. <laughs> right. Know? It's like any other thing that your body can do. Right. Or... Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. amazing. I love that. Yeah. And so eventually when he's this, you know, labor was progressing, I was feeling more pressure. Um, I think one of my goals for this birth is like, I really want to experience that fetal reflex that your body, your uterus mm. just contracts and pushes the baby out so I was not pushing I did no pushing um and I remember at one point in time my husband's like well don't you want to push and so I was like no I I just tried to do a little grunting push and like it doesn't feel right so I'm not gonna do that um just being trying to be more aware of pelvic floor health and just letting the body do its thing and it was like the most amazing experience to just deep breathe through all those contractions and like release and totally release and relax that pelvic floor and the baby literally just slid right out like it just with each contraction just like you can feel it and by the time the head was out you know as you know babies just slide right out after the head's out um it was like a very simple process I remember you know like I said before I was on my hands and knees for most of the labor in the middle part but as it came time for him to be born and he was crowning my body I just stood up I stood up and I kind of did a a side lunge almost like one leg on the edge of the tub and the other leg slightly squatted uh and reached down and felt his head and just within a couple more contractions, he came right out. So I birthed him standing. That's um, so cool. Not because I wanted to or because I knew that. I was just like, here's what my body needs. It's this space needs to be available for it. And I needed to do that. And I don't I don't think any of it was like an actual thought. It was just more of an instinctual movement. Um, and he was born. It was very, you know, surreal almost. Um, and totally euphoric and all the oxytocin flowing, you know, all those yeah. things happening at the same time. Um, and everyone's so excited. 
And I think it, the, the difference was my husband, I remember him saying, he's not crying. He's not crying, but he was okay. Like he was, you know, he was breathing, his color was coming, like all those things were happening, uh, as they're supposed to, but it was a peaceful birth. And I think that it's different from our hospital experiences and that where the baby comes out, it's more like rough and they're rubbing and shaking down your baby. And like, Ugh, you know, it's very, yes. it's a very different experience, but when the baby's born in this totally peaceful environment and is coming out and comes to life slowly and beautifully and like in peace and a totally different transition, um, that like we didn't have before. So it was very, it was very awesome um, yeah. to have that experience. It's not as traumatic for baby or mom, right. you know, right. depending on how it's done or where it's done and all mm-hmm. of that. Um, oh my gosh, it's so cool. How cool is that reflex though? I know <laughs> you just like let let your body just do it, you know? Yeah, it's so cool. I try to explain it to people who haven't experienced it, you know, like my man or whoever. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't really think of the best analogy, kind of like when you have like a bad poop that just wants yeah. to come out or like you and have just to throw up, up yeah. and it just yeah. does it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And then the relief of all that, the pressure of the baby, all of it, just the total relief of the baby being born. It's like an amazing feeling and you didn't yeah. do it. You just, your body did the work. So it's, it's awesome. It's the best feeling ever. But yeah, I know what you mean about like trying to explain how that feels and what you do. It's, it's definitely hard to explain. But once you experience it, it's like, oh my gosh, yes, this is, like, this yeah, is how okay, it I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah. I can't stop this from happening. It's going to happen. <laughs> right, right. That's like another thing too sometimes I hear with some hospital births, you know, is like, they're like, oh, you know, don't push yet or you can't push yet or something. Yeah. Mom's like, well, uh, it's happening. Like, I yeah. can't control this right yeah you can't hold it back instinct thing like you said of just Mm -hmm. like following what feels good and listening to your body is just really I think above all probably the most important when it comes to wanting to give a birth as natural as you possibly can Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I fully agree and then just even afterward with um delivering the placenta like not doing clamping until probably two hours later before you know we finally cut the cord and did all that it's just total optimal cord clamping um total bonding you know the baby with me the whole time just all of it was the ideal situation right and I think that even if someone doesn't choose to have a home birth or a free birth or whatever just knowing that these are this is what happens in a home birth this is what happens in a free birth and this is available to you like it's just a whole other um, world of options that that you should be able to have right oh for sure and it's great that like you're you're the perfect I feel like spokesperson so to speak <laughs> like, right <laughs> you know like you've experienced pretty much each way that it could possibly go down you know and yeah lo and behold what is the best way was your fifth baby and some people you know some people might take offense to saying one way is best and the other whatever but like when it comes down to it it truly is for you and for your baby right mm-hmm. yeah I agree um so yeah I, lo- I love sharing my story for just the reasons you said just having experienced so many different types of birth and then weighing out what was the best experience for me and wanting to share that so that it is available for other people 
um, I think just like the full no fear, the no tension, that whole fa- fear, tension, pain cycle was just eliminated. Um, like my mentality was just in the right space. And that makes a huge difference. It really does for sure. Um, so what, what was transition like for you or did it not like, you know how, you yeah. know, it's like that I did. part where doubt comes in and stuff like, did that happen big time for you or not so no. much? Not too much. Um, transition for me was right when my water broke, everything just ramped up uh, a little bit faster. And it was really like, I think it was maybe two hours later, maybe less than that. The baby was born, but transition was more like the water broke. And then I threw up a little bit and then I cried because I'm like, this pain is intense. Aww. And, um, but, but I knew that I can get through it. And so it was very short lived and then feeling confident, like this is okay. The baby's coming and just it'll be all right. And just knowing that. Um, so transition didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like it is, or like I've seen it happen in other people. Um, it wasn't full of fear. It wasn't overly painful. It was just like, it was a moment. It was that breaking point where you feel like, Oh, this hurts really bad. How much longer, you know, I still felt all those feelings, but knowing that I'm not going anywhere and (laughs) like, I'm not, there's no, nothing I can do about this besides like breathe through it and take sips of water and feel okay. Cause it's going to happen. Um, and I think a lot of it was my prep beforehand, right? Like your mindset, my mind was in the right place. This is what I wanted to do. I felt safe here and the baby was going to be born and it wasn't, um, I think it lessened the tension. It lessened the pain that I was feeling, um, because of that. And then just feeling really loved, loved on by my husband, loved on by my kids, like just safe, I guess, safe and supported in that space was just totally different, um, than before. Yeah. And that's another good, um, point you made about just being like loved on during Mm -hmm. it because I feel like even in hospital births or birth centers like if you're not in your home or wherever but when you're somewhere like that that too gets like interrupted and disturbed you know like you're so vulnerable and you have all these people around you might not be able to like surrender to that feeling of feeling the love or like You know, maybe your husband can't surrender to that because, like, there's just so much happening, you know, Mm -hmm. all these different factors that then, like, can stall labor or whatever, you know, it more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah, for sure. So when I'm trying to get the timeline right, because you did all the work, like, and you're a doula, like, you know, your stuff, which definitely helps, like you said, with Mm -hmm. preparing for your home birth or free birth you know it's mostly mental um and feeling safe and all that like you said so did you become a doula before that birth yeah it was during actually it was during my pregnancy of that birth that I was doing my doula training and like doing more education around that and so I'd finished the certification like before he was born Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Yeah. So that was the, that was just kind of the, I guess the culmination. It was my final project, I guess. Like, yeah. That's um, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I, again, makes you incredibly relatable. I'm sure for all of the women that you support with what each experience that you've had, you know, if you have a woman who's had a hospital birth, um, and wants to try something different or, you know, mm-hmm. had a cesarean section and wants to try a VBAC. Um, right. You're definitely a good woman to speak to and get support from 
right because you've done it all and it's really amazing thank you yeah it is it's definitely been a journey and I think that I think you're right I think people do come and they see that they hear my story they see that there are options and they're like well what did you do here (laughs) and I I'll share my opinion and my advice and you know they take it for whatever it is and I you know serve them on you know without judgment but they do like that they can hear um you know what happened what did I do what were my experiences like for sure so what is what would you say um would you recommend maybe for prepping like what you said you Mm -hmm. feel you know that's like a major thing to feel loved and all that and the support um is there like a number one way you would suggest someone accomplishes that or, you know, is there yeah. any certain thing or way? Do you understand what I'm trying to Yeah, ask? yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that if there's anything I can share with anybody who's like getting ready to birth, however they want to do it, is that it really takes time. You have to trust yourself. You have to work. It's a very, I fully 100% with all my being believe that birth is more mental than anything else. And if you can come to a place where you accept that, you trust your body, um, you find a way to tap into that mindfulness where you're just, you're in the present moment. You're not worried about what's going to come next, but you're staying present. You're, you're focusing on that deep breath um, and really making sure that your mind is at peace. Your mind is at ease. Then the rest of your body softens. The rest of your body responds um, and births the baby the way it's supposed to birth the baby. Uh, yeah. So Loved mental it. work. <laughs> <laughs> Clapping it up for yeah. you. <laughs> That's great. And it's true. And um, even though there can be trauma with different types of births, like it is possible to overcome that to change the next one. And again, like I'm just going to keep tooting your horn because you're living proof of that. <laughs> Did right. you find it hard to um, overcome that or was there something specific that helped you overcome it and move forward or is it just still like all that mental? Aspect? I think it really is a mental aspect. I think um, just knowing that this could be better or having yeah. this inner feeling like this is not how it was supposed to be or really feeling like this shouldn't have happened that way, or I should have been treated better, or this is not right. And just like that inner feeling that this is, there's more to this than that, or that wasn't right. Um, pushed me to, to look into it more and knowing that, you know, people have, you should be treated with dignity. You should be treated with respect. And if you're not, then something's wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. No matter what it is. And the same thing applies in birth. If you're not given, given the respect as a human being in that birth space, then it just throws everything off. And just knowing that you shouldn't have to fight for that in your birth because that also throws birth off. Right. Oh um, yeah. So I think Absolutely. it, it's, yeah, it may be a lot of just personality, like me feeling or just knowing my boundaries, I guess, knowing boundaries and what people can and cannot do in my boundary space. Um, so I think that that's kind of, it made it easier for me to pr- transition through it. I think it's still hard for me to think back on, um, not that I was traumatized, but more like, man, my poor baby was rubbed down like crazy. Like if I watched some Aww. of the births, like I don't, I, that still hurts. It breaks my heart. Right. Um, to see that, or some of the things everybody has that, you know, like, Oh, I regret doing that. Or you just like slight guilt for doing that. But, um, moving on from that, you know, you know, better, do better. That's always been one of my favorite mottos to say, like, you know, better, do better. I knew I learned, I did better. I learned again. I did better than that, you know, and constantly improving, um, based on what you know, and don't, don't be a tree. Don't be stuck. Right. You can get up and move. So 
I think that's kind yes, of what I, like. I love it. You are so strong and such a great role model with all of that. Like, yes, because to be able to move on from that and learn and grow and keep moving. And like you said, you're not a tree, you're not stuck and you don't have to live in that. And yeah, that guilt is normal, but like, don't let it just like eat you up and define you. Like take right. that power back. Right. Absolutely. That's so awesome. I'm like, I'm half tired. So that's why I'm not making any sense. I'm sorry. He's like teething and been restless. So I'm like, that is <laughs> like, okay. No, I get it. This. <laughs> I, so get that's it. Why I feel like I'm not making sense when I'm talking, but in my head, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's no, so cool. This is awesome. <laughs> awesome. No problem. I get the sleeplessness. I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. So I really, really hope that, um, this reaches like whoever needs to hear it because you're a great testimony to it all for sure. Yeah, me too. I hope so. Um, so besides all the amazing advice you gave along with your story, I know you gave a lot of suggestions. I'm going to ask for one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, it can, it can be anything. It's a little bit broader on the subject, but if you could recommend one thing to pregnant women, like anything, uh, and you can repeat what you answered in the past, it's all good. What would you recommend? Um, I think that, well, I guess I already mentioned like the whole mental piece to it. So I'll mention like a physical body piece to it. It would be really caring for your body and your overall alignment, whether that's going to a chiropractor or going to a Bowen therapist. A lot of people aren't familiar with that is with what that is, but it's like therapy massage, I guess. So like doing whatever you can for your overall physical alignment will help so much in labor. It helps you go through labor smoother when your body and your tissues and your muscles are balanced and responsive. Um, it makes birth better. That's great. And that is true. Um, it's so funny because I actually was at this pelvic floor health like workshop last night at this chiropractor's office and like just hearing you know what they were saying about your pelvic floor and for pregnant women or postpartum like whoever and that does make a lot of sense um just with keeping it all healthy and like in in toned and everything and in alignment like you said with different movements and stuff and how that can help in postpartum you know she was the woman that was giving the little class, you know, she's like postpartum is forever. And right. Yeah. These changes, they're, they're changes. Changes are good. They're not always bad, you know, and it's something you kind of have to work on. So I definitely want to look more into that myself. I feel mm-hmm. like this is kind of a sign that you said that because like, yeah, it was yeah. random for me to go to this last night. And then you mentioned this and I'm like, Hmm, I need to look more into chiropractors Yeah, I really have been, you know, all the clients I have, anybody who I know who's pregnant, I always remind them, like, your pelvic floor is so important. And you don't realize how, you know, it may have had some imbalances or something wrong with it previously, but pregnancy will magnify those things. And then postpartum magnifies those things. And having five kids and the things that I've been through and like pelvic floor health is one of my things that I'm like, super passionate about, because I don't want people to go through what I've had to go through. Right. So, Mm. um, just reminding them that, you know, you work on those muscles, work on that balance and that alignment and, you know, chiropractic care and your core and all these things, you, your body doesn't just, you know, easily come back to where it's supposed to be. We have to still care for it and, you know, pay attention, I guess, be mindful of it. 
So do you think you could talk a lot more about that? Because it's very interesting. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. I might need to come back to focus on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably can share quite a bit about it. And my, by no means am I an expert. It's just more as like a, I've educated myself and done so much research on it myself to heal myself or to, to improve and um, go through some rehab for myself that I have those experiences to share. But pelvic floor care is just um, one of my special focuses personally and that I share with other people to remind them that it's something to think about something to really think about it is especially um if you've experienced it you know and yeah. you changed or worked on it or whatever like to me I feel like I'd rather deal with someone who's experienced something themselves and figured it out you know than right. like mm-hmm. just some Joe Schmo like oh yeah this that do this do that and I'm like huh what? right why are you saying that yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. That it goes beyond just people who are like, oh, you need to do a Kegel to make yourself your pelvic floor. That's that's not right. That's not, it's just, that's not all it is. It's so much more beyond that. Um, and sometimes that's the damaging, you know, muscle movement that you don't want to do. There's just so much to it, right? Which is um, so mind blowing. I just like, that is something that um, was mentioned about last night too. And I was like, what? Like, I thought Kegel, yeah. you know, that was the thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But no, so there's still a lot that I definitely, and um, I'm sure there's a lot of women who could definitely use this info. So gosh, that's, that's great. I'm definitely going to have to um, pick your brain about that another time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. About that too, when your yeah. experiences. But yeah. um, so how can anyone work with you and where can they find you to want to work with you or support you or anything like that? Yeah, I have um, Instagram, Facebook, and a website. I'm gracefulrootsdoula.com is um, my name, my company name. Um, and I guess not really a company. I'm just a single contractor doula. <laughs> but, um, but it is, I call it Graceful Roots Doula. I'm on Instagram as Graceful Roots Doula as well. Um, and you can search me on Google and reach out to me there and email me. Um, my email link is on my website. It's also on my Instagram as well nice Um, yeah so you do um all kinds of doula work or you do more just like birth doula or do you do some postpartum I do postpartum more like case-by-case basis um don't really advertise the postpartum big but if it's there if if there's a need and it's maybe it was my doula client and they really felt the connection and they'd rather have you know, me continue on as their postpartum doula that's like the case-by-case that I'm talking about so I'll I'll do those um, but mostly it's the birth doula work, it's childbirth education, um, and then, and then some lactation health as well. Oh, good. And you're virtual. You do some virtual work with all of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. The childbirth education has been pretty, um, pretty big for virtual offerings. A lot of that's just like one-on-one. Um, and then I've done some, ch- some virtual doula stuff where you just, you know, you do all your prenatal appointments on zoom. And then when they go into labor, you're just there for them for through phone call, text, chat, whatever works best for them and help them do it that way as well. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. And I love the whole like virtual side of this, you know, that's right. Um, kind of what I focus on as well. And it's something I realize is very necessary because, mm-hmm. um, you know, some where I live, there's not many, if any, doulas in the area. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, where, I'm in South Jersey and there are some. I do know a couple, but the way of life in this area is just a little different. So yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. 
so you know if you live somewhere like that and you want to do it like virtual I feel like is a great way to get that support yeah. too you know and I'm always like if we're if we're doing what we need to do they're okay without us there physically right you know? absolutely mm-hmm. yeah um, and there but- is a lot of the time when I am in person where I'm not doing much like I have we've done done a lot and I'm just there as a physical presence sometimes so um, yeah you're right that prenatal work is is a big one for sure sure and we do have a time difference right you're California I'm in California yeah okay okay good so if anyone is in your area they can work with you in person virtual is definitely an awesome way to go as well and I'll link everything for you in the description below so everyone can reach out to you awesome um, but I'm glad that we were able to make this work and have you mm-hmm. on here. It was really yeah. cool hearing everything about um, your birth stories and what you do and how you took your experience and help other women with that. So thank you, Brianne. I really appreciate you coming on here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and working through this with me. It was fun. It was. I'll be bugging you on Instagram, I'm sure. Okay. That sounds great. <laughs> so you enjoy the rest of your day because it's pretty early over there. It's almost four o'clock here. So Oh yeah, it's still the it's afternoon. It's twelve. <laughs> so you have most of the day. So you enjoy the rest of it. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. How powerful is that story? Like how powerful is Brianna? How powerful are her birth stories? Like she is amazing and everyone ah! even mercy agrees she's with me right now ah! <laughs> everyone definitely check her out give her a follow hit her up if you're looking for any support she is incredible and her stories can just truly help a lot of women i i think i truly pray this helps whoever needs it if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy this podcast Please give it five stars. Always hit me up on the gram. I'm always on there. Let me know what you think. If you want to be a guest, all the good stuff. Thank you for listening. Because of you, I get to share this time. Information. God bless.